You are listening to the Friday edition of Mercier and Crew here on Talk Sports Radio Extra 90.5. Jordan Mercier in studio alongside Rapid Roberts. It is this time of the week where we look back at some of the absolute best interviews and bits we have done over the last five days. It's our Friday Best of segments. Before we get there, we should tell you, again, a little bit of a reminder, and you can check out additional details at ptbotoday.ca. The 7th Annual Paint the Town Red Fundraiser in support of the United Way of Peterborough and District is coming up next Wednesday. A record-breaking 34 participating restaurants will be donating 25% of their daily sales to support the annual campaign. Uh, United Way Development and Event Coordinator Erica Richmond says this is truly her favorite event of the year, and she believes that food has the power to bring people together, and this is consistently demonstrated during this particular event. Again, you can find additional details, ptbotoday.ca, and this is a fundraiser they really do rely on. Last year, more than $16,000 were raised. Uh, again, 34 restaurants, including two in Peterborough County. I believe that is the first time that they have had some restaurants outside of the city volunteering to take part in this particular program. So we are going to get to some of the best segments that we had throughout the course of the week. We're going to hear from Johnny Shooter Davis, the legendary Peterborough Laker, Heather Watson of Acorn 30. Graham Elliott and I did Good Idea, Bad Idea. Aaron Canton and I did What Are the Chances? Also, Rapid Robert in there. He interviewed rapper Cody Coulter. But we will start the hour talking a little Canadian football. Gabe Robinson, he joined us back on Monday, and he was doing a diagnostic on what has been a very disappointing start to the season for the Toronto Argos. My question for him is, can the Argos actually win a game this season? Here's what he had to say. I mean, 18 points against is really not a, uh, a terrible showing on the defensive ball, side of the ball. Uh, if we look at what the Argos accomplished on the offensive ball uh, side of the ball, you'd be a little bit more critical because uh, that punt return would take seven points away from the offense, so to speak. So the offense really just got something like a, a, need, a well-needed touchdown late in the fourth quarter. Great. It's nice to see that they can move the ball when they had to. That's certainly a, a silver lining. Other than that, I think they got a field goal in the first quarter, and that's about it. So the offense had a very, pretty poor day. The silver lining is just the fact that when it came down to it, to put themselves back in contention, they managed to get down the field and score. Other than that, there's not a lot we can celebrate. A friend of mine texted me uh, shortly after the game and said, is there any chance that the Argos are going to win at all this season? And I wrote him back and said, who are they going to beat? Who, who can you think in the CFL that the Argonauts have a really good chance of beating right now? And sadly, I can't think of many teams that are really going to uh, fold in front of what they're putting on the field, except maybe Montreal. But as you, I'm certain, are aware, as a Montreal fan, Montreal even beat Hamilton, so things are looking a little bit mixed up here in the East. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers and the Ottawa Red Blacks played, and the Blue Bombers remained undefeated. Of course, Matt Nichols, he ended up getting injured in that one, so, uh, you know, a bit of bad news there for Winnipeg, but a team that continues to be, you know, the talk of the CFL through the first four weeks. Yes, and as I like to pretend that I had something to do with, I've, I've been seeing this rise for a little while with uh, Michael Shea finally finding his feet in, in Winnipeg. After several years as head coach, now he has the people and the staff around him that he wants, and now we're really getting a good look at what Michael Shea's vision was. And with some good players and some good coaching and a little bit of luck so far, they've obviously been the top team in the league. Uh, it is a long season. They've got something like another 12 or 15 games to play, of course, Um so a lot's going to happen, and, and of course, losing your, your first-string quarterback is going to hurt. Interestingly enough, they carried on as if nothing was wrong. 
Um, and this is a really interesting game with respect to what the East looks like. We know Winnipeg's good. We know they're going to be a match for anybody. Uh, we're not quite so sure how the East looks. Hamilton looked really strong. They fell to what we thought was the second-worst team in the East in a pretty close game. Ottawa, we thought, was going to be actually quite a powerhouse, given how they looked in the beginning of the season, and they looked a little bit flat against Winnipeg. Again, so far the best team in the West. So, so far, not a lot more clarity on what's happening here in the East, but uh, the idea that Ottawa is going to be a dominant team, I think, is probably less and less likely. Um, Hamilton looks human in a way that they were they got off to such a strong start. Uh, we all thought they were going to be a lot better than they so far appear to be, especially losing to Montreal. But again, as is often the case, nobody has a real sense of what we have here in the East at this point in the season. But as usual, some of the Western teams are starting to emerge as real strengths, and that includes Winnipeg, Calgary, and of course Edmonton is still very strong. Shifting our attention to the Calgary Stampeders, who took down the Saskatchewan Rough Riders by a score of 37-10. to You know, Bo Levi-Mitchell, he's down for a chunk of the season, and in steps Nick Arbuckle, a player who really hasn't played that much in the last number of seasons. One, how impressive a victory was that? And two, how much does it mean when a player like a backup quarterback comes in and plays extremely well, and what sort of lift does that give the team? It's a huge bonus. Um when you realize that you can still win even without your marquee players. Um, but don't lose sight of the fact that even when things are going well, even when you do have a guy like Bolivar Mitchell and all of that momentum that has been building in Calgary over the last several seasons, even with all of that, once you pull a couple of the pieces out, the rest of the team is still humming along. You still have a defense that's aggressive, that can stop the run, that can rush the pass, that can stop the pass. Calgary's defense is no slouch. Calgary's offensive line is no slouch. Calgary still can run the ball. So all of those pieces are still in place. And, of course, having Mitchell in, in the pocket for the last while has helped bring that along, taking some of the pressure off that so that each segment of the game can develop in its own right. So it's not tremendously surprising for me that even when you pull this top player out, the rest of the team still functions pretty well. The receivers still know the offense. They're still running great routes. Uh, so once you plug in this new guy who, as you say, really had sort of no business doing as well as he did, um, I'm not surprised. I think you've got to give a lot of credit to that individual. But, of course, that team is in such good shape at this point. And although they took a couple of false steps early on, this is going to be a huge confidence boost for them as they realize that they can win even without their top guy. Of course, you'll be able to hear the Game Plan with Gabe segment. We do that each and every Monday right here on Mercier and Crew. You can catch Gabe uh, just after the 4 o'clock hour. Hard to believe, CFL week number 5 already underway. One of the other great things that we did throughout the course of the week is a sporting segment we like to call What Are the Chances? This is where Aaron Canton comes in studio. We throw out some of the major topics, and we decide what exactly are the chances of these particular events occurring. Here's a conversation that we had. It dealt with Kawhi Leonard. It dealt with the Toronto Raptors. It dealt with Rapid Roberts' ability to get base hits in softball. Give this a listen. All right, Aaron Canton's in studio right now. Get the Rick Springfield going right here. So here's my question. I'll throw it out there. Actually, Rapid Robert, you can read these questions. You read those questions in that order, and Aaron and I will uh, be able to tell you what are the chances that they will actually happen. All right, here we go. What are the chances the Raptors make it to the second round of the playoffs? Well, this is a good one. Well, You're a Raptors guy. You go first. It increases a lot after yesterday when you... I think it came out today, actually, when you, Jerry, said that they will not be moving their expiring contracts, being Lowry, Gasol, or Ibaka before the season starts. 
So that's not guaranteeing they're going to be there throughout the year. But if they have this roster, then a very high chance they make it to the second round. I'll go 80%. A lot of ifs involved in this. I still think that they probably could, with this core, finish in that 5-6 range. Maybe be an underdog in the first round of the playoffs. Underdogs don't usually win in the first round of the playoffs. I'm going to go low on this one. I'm going to go 30% the Raptors make it to the second round of the playoffs. That's I'm, interesting because I think they're a very good team still. And I'm just going to say 75% chance they're going to make it in the second round of the playoffs. That's Robin Robert. All right. What are the chances Pascal Siakam averages more than 20 points per game? Well, it's hard to say his number's going to decline after Kawhi and Danny Green left. I mean, he's going to get more minutes. He's going to be used even more. So I think his numbers are only going to go up. The key thing there for me is if his three-point shooting continues to increase. If that gets better, then the man can score many ways. So I'll, I'll say I'll say 75% chance. I'm going to go a little bit under that, but I, I agree with what you're saying. I'm going to go about 70% because there's points to be had on this year's team. And he's somebody who's going to be relied upon to play a bigger role. He jumped up from, what, 9 points a game to 16.9 last year. He won the NBA's Most Improved. I could see him getting into that 20.5 to 21 points per game range. I'm going to go 70% for that. And I'm going to give him about 50-50 chance on that one because he's going to be looking all over the board for Kawhi, and he ain't going to be there. All right, what are the chances Vladdy Jr. hits more than 20 home runs? I think he goes on a run. I think he hits maybe 5 over a week period. Uh... I hmm, oh it's difficult. He's at eight right now. You got less than half the season to go. I think he has confidence from the home run derby though. I'm gonna say it's not great, but I'm gonna go forty nine percent. Yeah, this is the hardest one, and I, I'm almost close with Jordan because I don't want to go 50-50 flip a coin because I want to decide, and I'm not on the boat that this is just going to turn his season around. And even if he does improve, he has to improve by a significant margin to reach over that. You said over 20. I think he finishes with 20 exactly, so I'll go 40% chance. I think he goes under. A little and, bit of a push from Aaron Canton. And I'm going double five, 55% chance he hits more than 20 home runs. The Vlad man is coming on strong after the big derby. What are the chances the Argos go at least 0-10 oh, to start the season? So Gabe Robinson was on the show a little bit earlier this week, and he said he was exchanging text messages with a friend who's a big Argos fan, and they were both trying to figure out who can they actually beat. The one team that jumps to mind is Montreal. But Montreal went out and put up a pretty impressive victory against Hamilton. 0-10 is difficult to do. I could see an 0-7. I could see an 0-8. I don't see them going 0-10. I'm going to say that's only about a 15% chance. So are they 0-4 right now? 0-3. 0-3. Okay, no. I'm. I, they're not going 0-10. There's too much parity in the CFL. It's not like... Yeah, they're, they're not that far behind. A couple players can turn up, and even if so, they could just meet teams at the right time that are, say, injuries and stuff like that. So, no, I'll go, same thing as Jordan, I'll go 10% chance to go 0-10. I'm going to give them 25% chance just because they're a bumble team right now, so we'll see what happens. They'll get that 0-10. What are, excuse me, what are the chances Rabbit Robert gets some form of extra base hit tonight? Wow. Well, who are you playing? I have no idea. You have no idea. <laughs> He's suiting up for the pizza factory. Where uh, where in the lineup are you playing? Hitting. Oh, no I'm idea. usually somewhere where Jordan puts me there. I'm usually down at the bottom end. Because we, we run it a little different. We run our our four guys, and then our, we give a break for a couple guys running good four guys. I'm going to say I haven't seen you have an extra base hit this season, so I'm going to say the likelihood is, is not good, but I'll give you about an 8% chance. I Play- think... 
I think you could stretch a single into a double off a bit of a throwing error or something. So I'll go 25% chance. All right, I'll throw one at you. I'm going to give myself 75% chance on that because I am actually at Kinsman Arena tonight playing, and I'm going to actually practice for the home run derby tonight and try to hit over that fence. The site of the future Peterborough Media Home Run Derby. We'll bring more details on that coming up. That's how we do What Are the Chances? Programming note from our man Graham Elliott. Of course, he would have the answer to this question. Mark Savard bought, brought the Stanley Cup to uh, Kawartha Golf and Country Club with the uh, Bruins following their 2011 championship. So that was the last time, sort of, as part of a championship, it came to the Peterborough area. That was a good note to have. That is the segment we do each and every week here on the program. It's entitled, What Are the Chances? One of the other topics we covered had to do with the Peterborough Lakers and whether or not they'd be able to run the table in the MSL season. I think we both lean towards a 50-50 split on that one. Fortunately, it was last night the Brampton Excelsiors who have played extremely well as of late. They certainly came to play taking down the Lakers, but uh, I expect the boys to rebound pretty easily from that one. We're just getting going. This is the Friday edition of Mercier and Crew on Talk Sports Radio Extra 90.5. Up next, a little bit of girl power. We'll hear from Katia Skinner and Heather Watson of Acorn 30. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Mercier and Crew right here on Talk Sports Radio Extra 90.5. This segment of Mercier and Crew is brought to you by our good friend, Brian Goldfinger, and he's of Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. If you have been injured in an accident, visit goldfingerlaw.com to get Goldfinger on your side. And Bob, I know you're someone who finds himself getting involved in accidents every now and then, and it's good to know that somebody like Brian Goldfinger is out there. Hey, if I trip, I want to call Brian, I tell you, because he's going to help me, right? He's going to help you. He's going to take your call, and he's going to deal with your case. Check it out, goldfingerlaw.com. Get Goldfinger on your side. Now back to the show. Listening to Mercier and Crew here on Talk Sports Radio Extra 90.5. It is the Friday edition. Rib Fest underway here locally. Check it out at Millennium Park. It's going to be a lot of fun. Certainly, that's where Rapid Robert and I are going to be cutting out to a little bit after the program. Each and every Friday, we listen back to some of the most memorable moments of the week here on Extra 90.5 and Mercier and Crew. Coming up, we are going to get to a little bit of uh, girl power, if you will. Joining us back on Monday was Katia Skinner. You know here locally, she is the person who runs Mega Experience. She's also very involved in the venue, and she is a marketing whiz. She talked to us a little bit about her life growing up in Brazil and also being one of the co-founders of 100 Women Peterborough. They're doing a lot of great work here locally. Here's that conversation a little bit earlier with Katia Skinner. So um, my husband, uh, Michael Skinner, he belongs to a similar uh, organization in Peterborough, so one, uh, 100 men. And uh, I just found this really inspiring. And I really would like to, to do something similar with uh, women. There was another woman in town, uh, Wendy Hill, and uh, so she was also wanting to do something similar. So we, we got in touch with each other. And uh, and then came Al- Alyssa and uh, Rose Terry from uh, at the time uh, Alyssa was also at the Innovation Cluster. They came forward and uh, we we decided to launch the group. We discovered that uh, there were uh, there was um, 
worldwide organization as well. It's called uh, 100 Who Care Alliance. Mm. And we were able to connect with them. This was a very positive thing because they were doing this for other communities and we were able to learn from, uh, from them as well. And they started our chapter in Peterborough. It's been super successful. Did yes. you expect that it was going to be that successful successful this quickly? So I remember that uh, during our first meetings, like we were saying, perhaps we we should uh, like should we cap it at one hundred or should we like what are we, what are we going to yeah. do? Like because we were concerned that uh, we wouldn't not have the response that we were looking for, but at the same time, like we were thinking, you know. Peterborough is such an amazing community. We really think that uh, this is going to 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 be amazing. And uh, when we saw our first meeting, we had 120, and now we are at 164. Holy jeez, that's yeah. a lot, a lot yeah. of people, and a lot of very good stuff going on. And uh, recently, and I know there's been a few causes here, but a lot of money was donated very quickly. I might add uh, for Five Counties Children's Center, which yes. I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. How does it go? Like, how do you decide what cause gets it, and how do people? actually go about donating? Well, what happens is, uh, so on our website, uh, 100womenptbo.ca, so there is a, a membership a membership uh, commitment and registration form. Women that would like to be part of our our group, um, so it's not, we are not an organization, we are a group. Mm. So they download the form and they submitted the form to us and they agree to contribute $100 quarterly uh, to a local non-for-profit organization serving the Peterborough area. So once you are a member, you can nominate a charity. And uh, there is also a, a form. So they, they submitted this this form to us. Uh, so the four of us, uh, so Wendy, Alyssa, Rose, and myself, so we review the charity forms just to make sure that they meet the criteria. And we have a very simple uh, criteria. We just want to make sure that uh, the organizations, they, they are from the Peterborough area, and they also... The organization it's required to submit uh, individual tax receipts to the contributing members. Fabulous. Yes. So what's exactly. next for 100 Women Peterborough? Yeah. I guess quarterly. Is that what you're saying? It's Meetings? quarterly. Yeah. So okay. once a uh, um, once the. Be one week before the meeting. So sure. we invite the members to join us for a live draw. So we do a, a live draw at the, at the Venture North building. And uh, so we draw randomly three organizations. They would do a, f- a five-minute presentation to us, uh, to, to the members, and followed by a, qu- a, a Q&A questions. So it's, uh, it's very simple. So they, they come. Uh, so we request the members to, when they come to the meeting, they have to bring $100 blank check because at this point, like, we don't know, don't know who, going, who, yeah, yeah. who is going. Uh, and if you were unable to attend the meeting, they have to provide their check to another uh, to another member and make sure that the check arrives at the place. Yeah, <laughs> always a big part of it, right? Yes, That's cool. exactly. It's, re- it's really important. And uh, we, we have the meetings, like, 
diligently like conducted in one hour or less. Mm. We do have some refreshments. So we do invite um, mem- uh, members if they would like to join us prior to the meeting so they can go and have some refreshments and get to know each other. Oh, nice. uh, so it's, uh, it's really nice. But uh, we don't stay more than one hour. So it's a very effective. So $100, um, now 164 and uh, less than one hour. Once again, I think we owe a little bit of a round of applause to some of the great charity work that is being done by 100 Women Peterborough. There is a link if you want to find out more. It's been posted at ptbotoday.ca. Of course, the First Lady of Mercier and Crew, somebody we check in with each and every week. We talk a little bit about marketing. We talk about the tech world as well. It's our good friend Heather Watson of Acorn 30. In this chat, we explored the idea of Netflix cracking down on the amount of smoking that is done in its shows. And we also looked at some new restrictions for stopping bullying on Instagram. Here's that chat. Uh, Rapid Robert, this one's for you. Heather, give me your take on this too. But uh, going forward, this was something because there were complaints lodged. Now, I don't think either of you are into the Stranger Things thing, are you? Either of you on Netflix? No. Okay, so Stranger Things. It just came out with its season three. I know my man Aaron over there, he's just a binge watcher of Stranger Things, him and Matt. So one of the complaints that people had with the program was that it featured too much smoking. There was too much smoking. It's based in the early 1980s when a lot of people smoked. Uh, Netflix says, going forward, all new projects that we commission with ratings of TV 14 or below for series or PG 13 or below for films will be smoking and e-cigarette free, except for reasons of historical or factual accuracy. Uh, That's what the streamer said in the wake of people calling out its use for tobacco use. Good idea, bad idea, Rapid Roberts. Well, I mean, you can call them out on it, but I mean, if they're just going to bring up historic facts and they're going to show films from the old days and I mean, people smoke, if you're going to repeat a film that you put on years ago and it's got people smoking, you're going to take that out. You're going to blur it out with Photoshop. Or no, something. I, I mean, don't think that's what they're so talking about. So basically, doing. sure, if they if for going forward, they don't want to promote it. I'm all good with that. But as far as it being around. You can't ignore it. Yeah, the way yeah. I the way I hear it is like if they're doing like an old mafia mobster kind of uh, like filmed in 2019, but it's indicative of times in 1920, and they've got gangsters smoking cigarettes because that would be what Al Capone did. Then then they'll do that. But if it's new production that they're that's not historically significant, then they don't. The movies have been doing this for a very long time. Oh they, yeah, they like that's it's just they want to de de cool de normalize smoking, and and I think it's a good a good move. I have to acknowledge I'm watching Mad Men right now, which of course based late fifties into the sixties. And when I'm watching Don Draper, he must smoke about fifty cigarettes an episode. Yeah, and drinks about a twenty six or an episode. Too. And even though I'm an adult who's twenty nine, whatever, like I still look at it. and I'm like, well, it'd be nice. Uh, a little cigarette cool. here, yeah. yeah. Um, my wife always says this because in uh, where she grew up in Colombia, uh, there was always sort of social stigma around cigarettes. Uh, you know, people of a certain class didn't smoke. And she was always confused as to why here it was such a big thing. Um, films and advertising, I mean, that had a huge part of it. If you go back and look at like Breakfast at Tiffany's, like Elegant Women, Audrey Hepburn and mm-hmm. uh, Marilyn Monroe smoking. Hollywood had a huge influence huge, on it. Huge, right? Yeah. At one time it was sexy, George. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've mentioned this before. I'm a, I'm a collector of old advertising and you look through like old Women's Day magazines from the 50s and of course advertising cigarettes 
cigarettes was common in print and they make it look so glamorous and and it they cascaded right down into into print as well so i mean it's 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 a good step to denormalize it but so stranger things fans are upset that they're taking it out straight there's uh no they're not upset what happened was there is a particular company which is i'm supposing an anti-tobacco uh lobby of some sort they go through and they grade based on a criteria shows on certain networks and for i think the third straight year they found that smoking is more prevalent in netflix shows than it is on basic network television so they put together a a pitch for them to kind of get away from that sort of thing well good on them for getting away from it yeah uh heather watson's here acorn 30 Ooh, we got some tech topics to get to uh restrict feature on instagram this has something to do with a uh, little online bullying, doesn't it? It does. And, you know, this is, again, we need to denormalize some people's behavior. And this is one of them for sure. So this actually kind of came out of uh, another conversation we had had a few months ago about F8, which is the Facebook developer conference that was hap- that was held in April. And, of course, Facebook owns Instagram. So at F8 earlier this year, they said that they're working on um, making it safer, anti- anti-bullying um Features are going to be built into Instagram. So now they've started to roll some of these features out. I don't know if any of you have heard it or seen it rather, or if any of your listeners have, but basically um, they're asking people who may be posting things that are negative on somebody else's, like posting a comment on somebody else's post. Are you sure you really want to post this? And like giving them that kind of second sobering voice to, to teach them to, you know, rethink their comments um, if their if their comment seems similar to other comments that have already been reported, so that's one feature that they're rolling out. The other feature that they've rolled out is uh, we're all very familiar with how on Twitter you can block somebody, right? Yeah. So if I don't like your your attitude, Jordan Mercier, you can just block can, me right. I can out. just shut you right out of my life. Yeah. So Instagram is doing a restricted feature. So if I'm not too sure I like what you have to say, instead of blocking you entirely, I'll restrict you. And then I get a notification that will say, hey, that Jordan guy posted something. Do you want to hide this particular comment or block it? So I'm not blocking you. I'm just hiding that comment. But it gives me an alert every time you comment because I never know with what you say. Right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I kind of like that idea, actually. Yeah. And, and we, we see a similar feature to this in Facebook where you can hide a comment that somebody's already posted. So if you, if I do choose to, uh, the way this new Instagram feature works, if I choose to hide or not approve the comment that you've made on my post, then it hides it for any of my audience. And for me, I don't have to see it, but you think it's still there. So you're not offended. You think that it's cool. It's still in there. Yeah. yeah. It's a little passive aggressive. Really. I should just say, Jordan, we're friends. What are you doing? What am I doing? Right. But not everybody can do that. Not everyone can. Yeah. (laughs) And they don't always know, you know, they're not friends with the people that they're doing it or whatever. I think both of those things kind of seem like minor tweaks, but maybe they'll work. Yeah. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. If I don't want to see Rapid Robert's sandwich of the day, I could just get that off there. All you got to do is block my picture. Yeah. Don't restrict me. Just block my picture. Yeah, yeah. And and we talked about this recently too and and it doesn't hurt to to remind people if there is negative behavior that you're seeing whether it's a friend of yours or not or you're seeing it happening somebody else is being bullied um, reporting those comments help those um, those platforms Instagram, Twitter, Facebook for example reporting those comments will help them get smarter about the type of comments that are not acceptable obviously you know our, our good Canadian spirits we know what's not acceptable when it comes to hate speech but there might be certain you know the the Twitter uh, Canada representative I met with a few weeks ago said uh, you know using an I 
instead of a one or a one instead of an I. And like, so somebody is spelling a word um, differently that their bots don't pick up. Oh, get right? a little tricky. Yeah. So it kind of flags it for those platforms to be able to say, oh, that's what the kids call it these days. So then if they get enough people who have reported that same use of the word. So I think about the word skate, S-K, and then the letter number eight, rather, right? Like, well, But it could be a profanity or something that's hate speech. Um, if they get enough reports of that, then their bots will know to block that, right? So so it's always good to report it if you if you see it. Heather Watson of Acorn 30. She joins Mercier and crew each and every Wednesday just after 4 o'clock. Again, we run down some marketing stuff, but she mainly brings to the table the biggest tech topics from around the world. Coming up, we will hear from rapper Cody Coulter, Johnny Shooter Davis, the legendary Laker, and also... Graham Elliott. We did a little segment called Good Idea, Bad Idea. We will get to that as the Friday edition of Mercier and Crew continues right here on Talk Sports Radio Extra 90.5. This segment of Mercier and Crew brought to you by Leon's Peterborough, locally owned and operated for more than 30 years. Check them out. 1731 Lansdowne Street West. I have a couch from Leon's. Bob, I know you are somebody who's frequent in that location. I sit back in my recliner from Leon's just to listen to this radio station, Extra 90.5. You can sit on the recliner that you buy at Leon's. You can put your feet on a table that's bought at Leon's. Don't go anywhere else. Leon's Peterborough. Again, I can't stress enough the importance. Locally owned and operated for over 30 years. Go and visit Leon's today, 1731 Lansdowne Street West. Now back to the show. Closing time, open all the doors and let you out into the it is almost closing time, but we still have some great best of memories here on Mercier and Crew and what was a very nice week of broadcasting. Certainly the weather had a lot to do with that, but major thank you to all the guests that we were able to connect with. Got a couple of interesting ones here for you, maybe some quick hitters if you will. This was a conversation that took place on the program yesterday. It was actually Matt Latour and Rapid Robert. They had a chance to sit down with somebody who is making some noise on the local hip-hop scene. His name is Cody Coulter. He is a rapper, and he talked a little bit about his career, as well as designing the merchandise that maybe you'll see some people wearing around the city here. Without further ado, here's that conversation with rapper Cody Coulter. So, Cody, tell me, uh, now that we've uh, talked to Matthew James here for yeah. uh, a little bit about the, the Back Row Society, or the Back Row Entertainment, we yeah. also know about the Back Row Society, yeah. can you tell me, you're sporting a brand new shirt over here, and uh, I see the logos all through the station. Can you tell us a little bit about this new merch you got going okay, on? Okay, so uh, this is uh, some merchandise I designed. I'm um, just doing some jotting down on a piece of paper. I, like, I knew I wanted something simple. Like, if you look at all the brands, look, we're both wearing Puma right now. Um, it's just a simple brand it's a simple logo i mean uh not too busy a lot of rappers merch including my own has had like the full name or the full name and a logo and i just wanted something that was a simple logo i could put on a hat i could put on a shirt it doesn't like doesn't necessarily have like another i just i have a uh i have a problem with um not a problem but uh i don't like to wear merch with like another person's name on it i guess okay but i want to support other artists but i, I me as an artist i don't want to 
have their i guess name but i would so that's what this logo is about this logo is just kind of like something nice it's 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 clean it's easy it's simple and you can wear it on a hat you can wear it on a shirt anything you need mr latour what do you think of this logo he's got it's kind of calvin kleinish isn't it i mean (laughs) i mean i i do graphic design myself and simplicity is i don't want to say it's what's in right now because it's been in for a while yeah yeah and and obviously we're on the radio so you can't see the logo it's very it's simple it's i'm I'm holding it up from for my camera camera. okay so if you want to see that we'll make sure to give that a retweet (laughs) yeah uh, later on over at extra ptbo but no it's a great logo and branding is so important in today's day and age It it really is and i've kind of over the years i've kind of figure out um what my brand is now if you want to get one of these shirts or a bandana we have as well you can go to the 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 back row the back row.ca believe it is yeah the back row.ca they're available there and um yeah speaking of my brand and my image it's taken me so long to kind of figure out what that is because i feel like when i first started out um i did what every other rapper did and i taught rapped about like violence and rapped about drugs and all these things that maybe I was doing when I was younger. Now that I've grown up, I've really like changed myself around and who I am. I'm like, how do, what image, where do I fit in, in rap? But I'm just kind of like the rapping dad, I guess. Like <laughs> I really promote my kids. I really promote my, my image as a father. And, um, well, that's a good way to do yeah, it. I mean, yeah. there, there's nothing wrong with getting an image as a uh, father figure in rap, and at the right. same time, I mean, it wasn't exactly the rapid Robert here wasn't doing any rapid Robert. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's good to see that you guys are moving along, and you've got yeah, an, yeah. you've got an actual album release date. You can tell us a little bit about that, and also tell us about your shows coming up because I'm interested to hear about the two shows. Yep. And also the one in Peterborough is going to be a big one. So give us some uh, insight on these couple okay, of things. Okay, so the album, um, we got it set and ready. It's over half done. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, we got it set and ready for July 19th. Um, I got some good features on there. Uh, I got a uh, production by Stevie Ross. I have a feature from Young Stitch. I got feature from, I, I don't want to go through it all, but it's coming out on the 19th. Um, it's going to be great. Hopefully, um, at the beginning of the show, uh, you played, that was the intro. That was a snippet of the intro to the album. Okay. And it's called the home run. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we got a show July 27th in Peterborough, uh, merchandise and album will be for sale there. And, uh, I'll be performing all the new stuff and some of my old stuff. At the historic Red Dog, I hear. Yeah, the historic Red Dog. Absolutely yep. dynamite, eh, Matt? What do you think? He's going to be a good show down there, something a little different. Maybe some people got dialed into the hip-hop here down at Chaos this last couple of weeks ago or a week ago, and Snoop was in town. Now it's time to bring in the local guy, <laughs> Cody Coulter, and throw him up on the That's big right. Red Dog. I tried to get on that Snoop show. I tried so hard to get on the oh, Snoop show. I actually had cool. other management before this management, and... <laughs> That was the I was like I was like I'll give you one job get me on that Snoop show it didn't happen but uh, yeah doors open at eight we'll see you guys on uh, the twenty seventh good stuff so you mentioned I guess eight days until the album release that's coming is that up what for, it is it's today's July eleventh yeah seven eleven okay um, yeah okay. what's kind of this you know last couple of weeks like when releasing an album because I know oh. there's a lot that goes into it getting it on yeah. platforms you know getting a release yeah what's well, that like thank God I have Matthew. Because he's taking care of so much that I wouldn't know how to do. And that's what I was saying to you today, or to Matt today. I said to him, I said, um, we need each other as much as one needs the other. Like, it's not like he needs me or I need... It's like, he needed me in this in this business and in this company, and I needed him for my brand and for what I'm doing. And we kind of just mesh together. So he's taking care of all the platform stuff, all the, all the spot Spotify and, and all the, all the paperwork and contracts. And I'm take 
taken care of. Like I said, I'm up at 530. I'm writing. I've hit the studio. Like yesterday was a nine-hour day for me. And uh, that's just recording, recording, and and working on merch and working on promotion. And, and uh, yeah, I've just been really promoting this thing day after day while I'm writing, while I'm recording. Always love throwing our support behind local artists. That is rapper Cody Coulter. We also love throwing our support behind local athletes. And somebody who really needs not much of an introduction is the one and only Johnny Shooter Davis. He's a legend. His picture and name is up in the rafters of the Peterborough Memorial Center. And one of our new correspondents here at Extra 90.5, Sean Mullen. He had an opportunity to catch up with him at the Laker Alumni Golf Tournament. Here's what Johnny Shooter Davis had to say. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to chat today. What does it mean for you as one of the most decorated alumni to get together with everybody here at this uh, golf tournament? Well, it's quite an honor, to be quite honest, uh, and especially to be uh, uh, one of the foursome that we teed off. As a matter of fact, there's one of six of us, the old-timers, and it's, it's really a, a tremendous honor. It really is, and I, and I have no regrets, and I, I hope to come back every year. What's it like sharing the stories today? I imagine there's been just a ton of them. Well, I, I've already talked to you about some of them, and uh, uh, believe me, I can go on and on and on for days, but they're all fun. All fun, and they're great memories. Just great memories. Why is it important in your mind for the alumni to be able to get together like this and carry that tradition forward? Because this should have been started years and years ago. When, like, when I started back in 66 with the, uh, the Lakers, we never had any of this to continue on the liquor tradition. Now it's coming to around full circle. Now it's coming back. Even we're getting older and everything, they still remember us. And that is a nice, that's a nice tribute. Well, you talk about that. It sure seems like the sport has, has gone through a period of growth. I mean, do you follow it now? Are you, are you happy with how lacrosse is evolving right now? I think it's a, the greatest sport going. I don't care what you say. It's faster, and uh, the only thing I don't like is that it's not a, when we played, you had to play two ways. Some of the players now, they don't have to play two ways. It's one way or the other way. That's the only thing I really don't like, but they're faster, the shots are stronger, they hit, but the sticks, they're not as hard as when we use the word sticks, <laughs> believe me. <laughs> What is it about Peterborough, in your mind, that's made it such a great hotbed for lacrosse over the years? Let's just look around the city. Look what it offers. You got the lift blocks. You got all the lakes around, surrounding. You got Little Lake. I mean, you got a lake right in the heart of the city, and you got yachts down there. You got a, a big concert menu. And what else do you want in a city? I mean, it's giving you everything you want. I have to ask you. How was the golf game today? Well, we can talk about something else if you don't mind. <laughs> and last thought, I mean, you told me some of the wonderful achievements in your career. We could spend a lot of time listing those. What are some things that stand out for you, though, as, as major highlights when you look back? Well, the eight scoring championships I won in senior. Uh, the one year I had... Uh, 226 points on 30 games, 112 goals, and, and 114 assists. And the Mike Kelly Award, I won twice. The first year as a rookie, I won everything in my first year as a rookie in '66. Scoring, championship, the, the Man Cup, everything. 
then I got picked up by Brooklyn the Guard in 69, I believe. And we, uh, Brooklyn, after picked me up, we went out west and we lost four straight. But I shared the Mike Kelly Award with John Servey of Vancouver, and I won it for Brooklyn. And that's the first time in history that's ever been done. That's a highlight. A last thought, I guess, uh, for the Lakers that are playing currently or other young lacrosse players, what's uh, any advice you would pass on to them while they're in the middle of enjoying this run? Well, you got to be dedicated. you got to love your sport. you got to swear, eat, dream, sleep, eat it. You'll come out on top. And that's all I can tell you. Well, that's awesome. I so appreciate you taking the time to chat today. Thank you very much. That was one of our new correspondents, Sean Mullen, at the Lakers Alumni Golf Tournament last Friday. Johnny Shooter Davis, you got to eat it. You got to sleep it. You know what I mean? He, straight you gotta be shooter, all in. wasn't he just straight shooting in that interview? Way I love go. when they like, you know, what's some of your favorite accomplishments? He remembered exactly his stats. I had 226 points in 30 games. 112 goals. I can't even wrap my head around those. That's Gretzky-esque numbers right there. Isn't 30 it? games, yeah, Jordan. That's a lot of <laughs> balls in the net, as they say. Certainly. Major, thank you to Laker legend Johnny Shooter Davis for joining us a little bit earlier this week on the program. Last but certainly not least, a segment we call Good Idea, Bad Idea, and we do this with Extra 90.5 Program Director and the host of the regulars, none other than Graham Elliott's. Pretty self-explanatory how this segment works. Good idea, bad idea I'm going to throw out, and the boys are going to uh, lobby it back and forth. Netflix deciding to bring back the entire series of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Good idea, bad idea. Always a good idea. Love me some French, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I actually have to agree with Graham. You know what? I did actually like this show. I mean, the guy got his break. Will Smith was the man. And how can you not enjoy a life like that if you were welcomed into a family? Would you not like that? That would be pretty good. My father says that one of his one of the reasons why I owe him so much is because he sat through Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. We used to watch it on rerun. He hated, hated that show. Oh, Glenn. Good idea, bad idea. Brian Burke as a replacement to Don Cherry down the road. Bad idea. They're two... They're, they're, I was going to say two completely different intelligences, but only because Don will break down an actual play while... Berkey's not a player. He's a manager. He's a coach. He's a GM. So he can look at the different nuances of the sport, but not as well as Don Cherry. Bad idea. Bad idea, according to Graham. This is absolutely an atrocious idea to try to attempt to bring Brian Burke into Hockey Night in Canada to fill Don Cherry's shoes. Shouldn't even be thought of. Don't think about it again. Burke, go get a haircut. Good idea. Bad idea. Wearing a Hawaiian shirt while on vacation. Bad idea to wear a Hawaiian shirt anytime. Just for that, I'm going to wear one to the office tomorrow. I was going to say, we should do a Hawaiian shirt day on a Friday. Let's do it. Hawaiian shirt and jeans. What do you think, Bobby? I'll tell you what. I got no Hawaiian shirt, but boy, can I rock a Hawaiian skirt. So I'm all in on that one. Anytime you want to go Hawaiian, call me up. Let's pineapple. A reboot of the Saw franchise. Apparently, Samuel L. Jackson and Chris Rock, they're going to be involved. Remember Saw? There was like... Three of them? Oh, the horror, horror movie. movies? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Reboot of that franchise. Good idea, bad, bad idea. idea. Why? Why is it a bad idea? Because I said so. All right, this is where Tom Hanks can actually make it on the film again. <laughs> I mean, this guy can just it's jump saw. right into Saw, and he's all in. A horror movie. Okay, yeah. so I'm all in if Tom's in. He plays in the like, first one, Carrie Elwes, or Ools, or whatever the hell yeah, his yeah. name is. Um, an unidentified dare dive 
Daredevil Free Climber was filmed around 5 o'clock yesterday morning, climbing the Shard in London, which is 1,017 feet and is one of the tallest buildings in Europe. Good idea, bad idea. Somebody did this with the CN Tower, too. There's like a... I don't know. There's a little story about he was like Spider-Man or something where he would just climb up towers, and he did that, too. Graham, I need to know. Good idea, bad idea for free climbers. If you've got the ability to do it, good idea. Why not? Here at the square, Rapid Robert, you should hey, do it. when it comes to climbing, anybody wants to climb something, go ahead and climb it. I'm all in for that one. It's a great idea. Get ready to climb, Jordan. Last but not least, good idea, bad idea, mushrooms on pizza. Bad idea, always. Judy, get out of here. I've kind of grown <laughs> I've grown uh, into mushrooms on my pizza, actually. Kind of like it. Don't well, ask Bob O'Shroom. I'm straight up. You want to know my real on the answer on this? If you're putting magic mushrooms on my pizza, <laughs> yeah. you can I bring figured. it to my house any day. Little peyote. I take the rest of them and go. I Apparently, according to 18% of people in a survey, that's their favorite topping, mushrooms on pizza. 18% of people should never eat pizza, but however, pineapple always. Elliott. He is the program director of Extra 9.5. He is also the host of The Regulars. A uh, little good idea, bad idea, and we certainly always appreciate the input of Extra 90.5 Program Director, my good friend, Graham Elliott. That concludes our look back at the week that was for Mercier and crew. We do that each and every Friday during the 5 o'clock hour. I got to get out of here. I'm salivating. There's Ribfest on. Music Fest this weekend, too. Crash Test Dummies. Make sure to get that. Go check out that show. That should be a pretty good one, too. Major, thank you to all of our guests today. We had Jeremy Biden, Falls Count Anywhere. We had our good friend Brad Selsey coming up on Monday's edition of the program. Peterborough strongman RJ Kayser is going to be back in studio. We will chat with Gabe Robinson, former Grey Cup champion, and Stu Harrison of the Greater Peterborough Chamber of Commerce. Major thank you to Matt Latour, our Director of Creative Services. Aaron Canton, Sports Update Extraordinaire. And, of course, Executive Producer, the very lovely Sarah Johnston. For Rapid Robert, I'm Jordan Mercier. This has been Mercier and Crew on Talk Sports Radio Extra 90.5. Have you ever had the odds stacked up so high? You need a strength most don't possess. Or has it ever come down to do or die? You got to rise above.